And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsi, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 54 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Hey, guys. It's still weird. I know, isn't it? <laughs> I, like, I had to like concentrate to say the and. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the conjunctions now fall on you, sir. I understand. It's my function. <laughs> Thank you. I really hoped you'd go there. Thanks. Such a dork. Did you know that yep. I did not even see any of those until after high school? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I lived a bad, bad like, life. Like, it was bad, bad life. A like, little bit, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, core part of my being was uh-huh. <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> it was, like, never on TV, and nobody ever showed me. I'm sad. Oh, I'm so that's, sorry. That's yeah. disappointing. I had to be an adult human being before I saw any of that. Have but, you, but you've seen, seen all of them? You've seen them, though. I don't right? know if I've seen all of them. Oh, I've I have seen to, I have to show you all. <laughs> I have like, I bought them on DVD. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because they're so awesome. No, I like I like search and scoured the internet for as much as I could find. Okay, All right, we watched Multiplication Rock like once a week See, at least. No, I haven't seen that. <gasps> really? Yeah, oh I have no mm. idea what you're talking about. It's all the it's all the counting ones. So that that car okay. commercial that uses My Hero Zero just right over your head. Yep. Or three uh. is the magic number. I just heard that recently in something. Um, it may be another. There, I think it was a car. I think it was. There a is a car company. Yeah. I don't even remember which that uses. They've used My Hero Zero. I think they've used Three as a Magic Number, and they've used the Counts Counting song from Sesame Street. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yep. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> what are we starting with? Comics. Yes. I mean, we can we can keep going about Schoolhouse oh, Rock. I, I can yeah, I can do a whole podcast on Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> yeah, yep. Brian, Schoolhouse Rock Corner. I love it. Um, but let's get into those comics, those good good comics, because it is a solicitations week. Oh, it is. Yeah, joy. We, should, we should get going. All right, let's talk about the button. Button, button. who's got the button? Flash has the button. Flash mm. number twenty-one. No, Actually, he doesn't. he doesn't have the button. Spoilers. <laughs> Oh no! Oh God! Sorry for all of you people that I ruined it. <laughs> okay, so all right. it's not a spoiler. Previously, Batman has had the button. That's right. Fair enough. Sensory birth. Fair. I'll allow it. So, guys, tell me about the button part two. Electric boogaloo. Uh, very different than the Batman. Yes. Story mm-hmm. last week. Um, you do not have, in my opinion, the same callbacks to Watchmen that you did from it. No, this one seems to be more about the DC side of things. It definitely yeah. does. Definitely does. Um, it, yeah, it's um, it, it ends up being Flash and Batman doing doing that Flash investigation doing thing. Doing that Flash thing you do. Yeah. Flash dance. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> flash, flash dances while Bats does the Bats. Like, like, like anyone that's ever that's familiar at all with DC can really guess what that is. So, um, we gotta go back, Marty. Gotta go back. Uh, however, I gotta say the <laughs> we were. I was actually talking to Mike a little bit before the show, and uh, he was saying that it kind of felt like Commandy Challenge, <laughs> where it was like the last one. It ended with like, "Oh, here's the cliffhanger. Here How are you, you gonna go. get out of this?" And then, and then this one kind of did the same thing. Like, there's like a big thing at the end of this one. You're like, "Oh, and here you are now. Have fun with this." <laughs> but there was an announcement this week yes. that kind of, kind of. Tamped that down. Yeah. Do I um, need to close my ears? No, no this no, is no, not no. a spoiler this thing. Is, okay. This is more of a programming note. Uh, issue number 22 of Batman, while still obviously co-plotted by sure. King, is now being scripted by Williamson. Lame. With Williamson also doing Flash 22, Lame. which has been delayed a week. Right. So it should have a more consistent voice. Yep, yeah. But unfortunately, I would much rather be the other way around. Yeah, I was going to say, unfortunately, I liked the King issue better than this right. one, so I would rather have it been the other way. I liked this issue fine. I wasn't just, dis- no, it I didn't dislike this. It was, it was the Flash, but I like Batman better. Fair. Right now. Well, I was going to say, hold on, because if we have pure characters, I might like the Flash better, but... Like how they're being done right now, their stories and how they're being written. I like the Batman better but right now. Yeah. Given knocking on spoiler territory, yeah. where the issue ends. Oh my. Where it ends. Yes. Uh, I suspect that the next issue is going to have a very different feel. Regardless. Oh, I would certainly think so. I'm really hoping we really get to dive into where they are at. Yeah. What do we want to go? Spoiler time? I think we should. You guys ready for spoiler time? Sure. All right. Spoiler time. Spoiler Three, two, time. Spoilers. Open the present and see what's... No, that's something different. A little song, a little dance. <laughs> a little spoilers down your pants. Ooh. Oh, hey. Hold on. But, Wait, uh, hold but, on. Oh, but maybe. Is it spoiler, though? <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Uh, oh, I could be done with that. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Stephanie. She's not a teenager, right? Like, she's, I was, she's an I was adult gonna human, say, I, right? I'd have to double check. Oh, no. Okay. I might have done a bad. I know no. she's not an alien. I might have done a bad. I don't think so, because she's basically the same age as Tim. And Tim, like, took time off and didn't go to college. And then so was he's got to at least be in their 20s, like right? early 20s, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, That's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, That's me cool. too. Spoiler. Mm. <laughs> well, while I Google... Um. <laughs> how old is spoiler? No, but for real though, how old is spoiler? Thank you, Google. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Let's see here. Fictional character biography. All right. So we're gonna we're going to spoilers in three, two, one. Now. You want to know my secret? I was in spoilers the whole time. <laughs> dun, I mean, dun, I was. Dun. So yeah, they uh, they jump on the old cosmic treadmill, which I gotta yeah. say again, I did not expect that. <laughs> oh, didn't I, expect it I really? Didn't. No, I really didn't. Oh my god! Because of where things have been left previously. Oh, oh no! Like I, I knew that was gonna be a thing. Just like uh, when he was like, "Oh yeah, maybe there's something I can use." I was like, "Oh, he's going to the cosmic treadmill." <laughs> <laughs> like duh. Fair. Maybe I just I, hoped he wouldn't. That could be. I did love the room in the Justice League that like had all of this old. So basically, all the stuff they've collected as they beat people up. The trophy room kind of. It's not even really a trophy room. It's more like a uh, a, a, an old attic room that has all this junk in it. Well, they call it the Lost and Found. Right. They call it from all the people they've beat. 
But, I mean, because there's no like display cases. And they that are kind serial of killers. It's a trophy room. <laughs> oh, that kind of trophy, yes. Yeah. Not like a display room. Right. Where you, yeah, no. no, no. It, but like, it's but like, like a murderer's trophy case. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, or the bat cave. Uh-huh. Okay, kind of. Bruce is a psycho, so. But like some of the things, like, like there's a skeets in there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there? Why is there a Pope hat oh. and a papal robe? I actually got an answer to this one. Okay. Um, I was talking about this with one of our listeners in Dalton, uh, Logan, mm. who is the only person I know who has posited a theory that I've been able to find because I read about three different. What are all the things? And they're like papal vestments. We don't know. Sure. Uh, church of Crime was his guess. There was a Church of Crime. Oh, oh there you good. go. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, there's a so, there's a Martian Manhunter uniform. Yeah, an old Martian Manhunter. Yep. Um, Very cool. Bunches of shit. There's yes. the big axe. Is that was that uh, that was Wonder? Su- no, who was that? The like bottom left hand corner of the panel. Yeah, who was that? Uh, it was Superman's in the. Oh, yeah. I hate your Earth. eidetic memory. I hate it. <laughs> it's more photographic than eidetic, if that makes you feel okay. better. No, um, it doesn't. It is Superman's from. What was that line they did? Not the the mogul thing, or the, where he was fighting in the. No, um, it was like an alternate timeline tangent. It was the tangent oh, universe. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because right next to it is also tangent Green Lantern's battery. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. I told you I read a bunch of articles about this. That's the only reason why I know where things Fair. are. On panel. It's fun. Yeah, there's a doctor. There's a there's a uh, Doctor Fate helmet. Yeah, yeah. Um, fun stuff. Fun stuff. There's Our man's t- ship. Tim Cord's yeah. old Blue Beetle. Ted Cord's old Blue uh, Beetle too. That said Tim. Ted's Cord's old Blue Beetle. <laughs> Ted Cord. I was just thinking Tim Drake. No, never mind. But anyway, okay. But uh, yeah, so they do the cosmic treadmill thing, and they to try to go back and find out what's going on. And lo and behold, they there's an explosion as they're going through time. And guess where they end up? The Batcave. They do end up in the Batcave. That's yeah. exactly right. But it's not their Batcave. Not my Batcave. Flashpoint. It's not your dad. Oh wait! Oh wait! I mean, <laughs> I, was, I, just, I was just about to go there. It's not your dad's back game. Except oh yes, it, it totally is. is. So if yeah, you're Bruce Wayne. So Batman and Flash have ended up in Flashpoint, and I am so hoping that we get to expand out a little bit at least and, yeah. and hit some of the other characters because Flashpoint, the world of Flashpoint itself, was one of my. I loved what they did with some of the characters. I mean, in that. yeah. There is no better time to reintroduce the greatest character to come from Flashpoint. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Canterbury Cricket. Damn straight. (laughs) (laughs) Damn straight. Canterbury Cricket. Up here. Yeah, baby. So, Um, I will say that I I have not enjoyed Flash art in a very long time. Like, a very long time. mm -hmm. But Bruce's face, not Bruce... Batman's face yes. yeah. throughout this entire thing has been my favorite. Oh, this has been a different artist. This has been Howard Porter. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like trying to stay in the same style, but yeah, like mesh the two. It is, but it it, it works better. But oh my me. god, Bruce's face, his face, <laughs> his his Scooby face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, oh yeah, um, I've yeah. Gotta the, say the, the, the Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Flashpoint too. Yeah. I love that whole. If, yeah, I wonder if we're going to get into any of that. I don't know. 
I really don't like. There well, wasn't that much left to that to get so into. Here, right. So here's yeah. the here's the thing, and this is what uh, this is what I'm super curious about with this now. So you know, one of the things that Jeff Johns said when he talked about rebirth was that they wanted to make all of the things that had ever been in DC basically on the table, fair game, yeah. for yeah. use again, right? Like Canterbury Cricket. Right, like like the stuff from Flashpoint. Could yeah. some of that actually happen? Could it become a new Earth something? Or like, ooh, mm, love to see more of it. Yeah, we'll see. I will, I will say this. If they do have to get into a war with, say, Dr. Manhattan, or as my new theory goes, <laughs> Kobik. If they, have to, <laughs> if they have to get into a war with Dr. Manhattan... I mean, no. That <laughs> I vault, mean, no. That vault full of time traveling and reality warping equipment is going to be a useful arsenal against Doctor Manhattan, who can do literally anything. Literally anything. <laughs> Very literally anything. So here's the thing, and this is like, where. Oh no! I turned all that stuff into nothing. Correct. Not nothing. But, but here's, something here's else. The, I can think of thing. one thing he can't do. Get people to stop revisiting Batman's origin story. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. So do, do you know what the weakness is for an omnipotent being? Um, His lack of pants. Hubris? Lack of omniscience. Oh. So they can be defeated by something they just plain don't know about, right? That's how and, That's how yeah. Ozymandias did it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so, that's fair. That's, I mean, and, and 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 in all fairness, who is the ultimate DC person for pulling shit that you don't know is actually going on and tricking you? Grant Morrison, Mister Mixes Billy. And who do we just see? No. no, come on, but like <laughs> he he wants Jeff Johns as the answer, and we're being intentionally obtuse. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Jeff Johns teams up say, with Batman. I refuse and... to say Batman because. He's very predictable. Yeah, now, wait. Oh, and I really did think Jeff Johns was the answer you wanted. It, it, it actually was. Okay. Um, you just mentioned they want everything that's ever happened to be on the table. And I would point out Grant Morrison has been in DC oh, Comics before. Shit. That's true. Well, uh, but Almost the, all of the writers from the 70s oh, yeah. were. Because <laughs> yes. Because it was the 70s. Because that's how you did things in the 70s. You showed up in your own book. That's yep. how, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, that's great. It's going to be uh, Superboy Prime again. <laughs> not if... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Jen shaking her head. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, anyway, looking forward to seeing what happens yes. next. And I'm so glad it's not a month away <laughs> again. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. While we are talking about Batman and some universe hopping, how about Batman the Shadow number one? Jen, you want to go? Did you uh, look at her face at all just now? <laughs> it was okay. I didn't um, hate it, and I am intrigued for more. I am intrigued for more. Um, I, I love the art. Mm-hmm. I thought the art yeah. was gorgeous yeah, in this pretty. book. So those good, and good Riley Ross pages. It really, really fits the shadow. Yeah, yeah, and um, it and the Batman, but specifically the shadow. Um, I like that it was not. Um, 
how much what's the best way I can think of to say this? Uh basically it wasn't a oh Batman gets pulled through some sort of warp and ends up in the nineteen thirties or forties with Shadow and right. It it's mm-hmm. like set in modern day, it's set in Gotham, it's like they you know find a dead body of a man named Lamont Cranston. Correct. But then so they're they're making the story fit like modern times as mm-hmm. opposed to just yeah. pulling him and putting him there. They're bringing the shadow into Batman exactly. instead of Batman into the shadow. Which I think is going to work so much better. Yeah. Yep. Honestly. Yes. Yeah, because I can't handle two time-traveling Batman books. <laughs> Not at the same time. That was kind of my favorite line in, in Flash, though, was, hey, I've got experience traveling in time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does. Well, and, and my Fair. thought my thought when he said that was, and yeah, Flash, you have more experience, but your experience is all bad. It's, so, all, it's all been bad. Like, you, you've been like, doing real bad at the time travel, bro. Like, pretty much let anybody else try, because you do like, it wrong. Do you even time travel? No, is no. the answer. You should not. <sighs> bad, bad What's time next? travel. Um, but yeah, Batman, I really yeah. enjoyed it, too. Yes, I did. Uh, I, I may, I, I may trade it just because. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm, I'm hoping that because we did get uh, it was a good bit of. I don't want to say it wasn't all set up, but it was there. You could definitely see pieces being put in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you kind of have to do in a in a store. Yeah. You know, the first well, issue of the book. Part of the fun so, of this kind of thing is how do you is. take these two worlds and make them feel like one? Correct. And and so I'm not. That's why I said you know not. Phenomenal and great, but I think it, uh, I'm hopeful for what we can see yeah. next. How's that? Uh, how about Doom Patrol, Brian? What did you think of it this week? Oh, so we ended our we ended our first arc in Doom Patrol. We did. We have the whole team together. Uh, everybody that's gonna gonna be part of this. Not it. <laughs> that buzzing is super loud on this nope, table. Not me. I don't think. Huh. Anyway. Uh yeah, so we have the whole whole team together, uh, which I'm super happy. I'm super happy to have Crazy Jane back. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I liked how they wrapped it up. It, to me, I really liked how they brought this team back together. It wasn't just a oh, we're gonna go here and find this person and talk to them and recruit them. Yeah, and then we're gonna go find this person and pick them up. And maybe we have to fight one person. It was a far more organic, like, it felt like part of a story that they were telling as opposed to just, yeah. I liked it. I agree. It was a lot of fun. The next one looks promising, too. There's a little break before the next one, right? So they can get caught up. I think it's either one, I think it's one month off, maybe. Yeah, because they've been... Maybe it's after the next one. They aren't solicited for a couple of months just because they've been behind so much and they want to get caught up. But it's not canceled. It is coming back. They're oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, there was some concern. People were worried. Oh, gosh. Gerard Way had to, like, tweet out and say, no, 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 it's not over. We're, we're, we're still doing Doom Patrol. Don't worry, guys. Okay. Well, it, it is It is a very, there's a very hard end at the end of this story. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see why. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Jen. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. So, I didn't even remember about this book until we went to pick up comics. Yeah. But I love the concept of it. And then she didn't get it because there was nothing there. Right, there was nothing. 
No, I read Alex's. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really didn't right. get it. Um, I love the concept of it, and I love most of the ex- execution, but there's something, there's something missing, and there's nothing there. Do you know what? No. It's not sex. <laughs> no. Because there's a lot of that. Oh. Oh. Like, whoa. Yep. Oh, so... Oh, so there's something there. <laughs> there's some things that are there. Oh. Mostly lesbian sex. Um, it's not all lesbian sex. I said mostly. I know. I did not say all. Fair enough. Um, but just for the record, there's there's a lot of sex in this book. Not mm-hmm. just lesbian sex. It, mostly. The yeah. important sex is lesbian sex. Apparently there's less sex in the second issue. Well, there was less sex in the of, second half. I kind of wish that I didn't read the backup stuff. Oh, yeah? The letters page and everything, because I was like, oh, like, don't tell me everything I need to know. Yeah. Just let me figure it out. And also, yeah, like, you have to do the work in order to be a comic book writer and artist. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a weird letters page in this one. Yeah. Backup back matter in this one. So the writer is the other writer from you can never we can ne- we can never we can go, never we can go, never go, go home. home. We can never go home. We can never go home. Yes. We can Not never you. go home. We So it's the other writer from yeah. we can never go home. Okay. And he basically in the in the The look on Brian's face is there was another writer. <laughs> right. Right, because you only hear about Matthew that, Rosenberg. Yeah. Right. For good reason. Oh. He went out and beat the pavement and did all the things that you're supposed to do when you want to get your name out there. Patrick Kindlin is the name, by the way. Yeah. I think. It is. <laughs> um, but this guy didn't do that. So in his letters page, he talks about how he didn't do that and thought that everything should work on merit and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, idealism is great on paper. Right. Yeah. That's not how the real world but works. But if you go out and do things... Yeah. 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 Put in the work. You get what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So what that's, you're saying is... That's the first time I've ever so been like fucking is, millennials. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the old farts club. <laughs> that's funny. I assumed he was much older based on oh, that. Oh, really? Oh, no. I figured he was like a little bit older than us. So what you're saying is mm-hmm. I could read 25 comics a week, but if I don't come on here and talk about them, then it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I'm sure it means something to you. It means nothing to the rest of us. If O'Brien reads a comic in the wood and there's nobody there to listen to him talk about it. Then he better find some more. Does he actually read it? I yes. don't know. The answer, but is, you, yes. The answer is yes. And he will know. tell you about it. But you can bet it. he made a sound. <laughs> oh! That's gross. what she said. Gross. So gross. Oh, no. I did enjoy There's Nothing There. I'm with yeah. you. I feel like there's a piece that still needs to come into play. And maybe it's monsters. I don't well, know. And I feel like it's just the story hasn't gotten there yet. Right. And like, I don't and know I'm what not, that thing is. I'm not because... connected to this character because she is this prima donna prissy rich girl yeah. starlet. And, and I'm, I know people who are this girl and mm-hmm. I cannot stand them. This is like how Mike can't read... Uh, uh, the football book. Yeah, Southern, Southern Bastards. Southern Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too close to home. A little too close to home. <laughs> I can't watch The like, Office. Like, her her live-in maid, nanny, whatever the fuck she is, that's me. Yeah. Please, God, no. Please, no, no, God, no. 
He did it. He did it very well, though. In in yeah. making me dislike her so much, he did it so well. Yeah. Well, there you go. Cool. How's about the Night Owl Society? Ooh, back to back me books. Back to back you books. Oh my god. Eternal. Oh wait a minute, back to back to back Jen books. <laughs> don't be weird. Don't don't be weird. Eternal. So, Eternal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that on the musical episode. Eternal. Watch your fr- Sorry. <laughs> Brian, that. Yeah, I can't believe you missed it either because that's actually real good. Oh no. We'll just have to do another. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe I successfully quashed the last one, so yeah. go ahead. <laughs> hey, that was a team effort. Thank it was. You. Great yeah, job. Yeah, it was. You guys shut that down. Um, yeah. It's a weird reversal of fortune. <laughs> so, the Night Owl Society is about a bunch of kids who decide to take down, like, a, a, a small town mob. And it's real good. Now, I'm, I'm going to make this comment, and I've said it a couple of times, and I think you may have thought I was joking each time, but I swear to God I'm serious. I really expected there to be owls in this book. <laughs> See, I but, knew nothing about it. You you got the variant, and I read your copy. Right, that's, the variant with the, the owl on the cover. I'm like, okay, this is going to be some sort of Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> or at the very least, like the Owl Society from Batman or something, right? The Court, the of, Court owls. of Owls. Court of, yeah. No. Nope. I was thinking literal owls. Like literal talking owls. Oh, okay. Um, no. I finished reading it and I read it before Jen and I turned to her like, well, that was, that was, that That's was not what I good. There are no owls in it. Did you know that? And I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> I had to get that cover because it was spectacular. It is a wonderful cover. I'm just saying, don't judge a book by it. No. <laughs> no. Yep. It's really good. It has a yeah. it has a four kids vibe. It does. Like a more serious four kids vibe. Right. It's not as like kitschy and... Adorkable, and I mean, there are adorkable people in it, yeah. but it's but if you replace, not, not as sarcastic. Not, not, not them playing the Dungeons and Dragons. No, no. if you replace the nerdy vibes with Catholic guilt, <laughs> but also still have nerdy vibes. <laughs> sure. Guilt. If you were to put an actual football player into four kids and okay. how they would act around an actual football player. Gotcha. Other than. Understand. Other than Paige. That's her name, right? Yes. Paige. Paige Turner. Paige yeah. Turner, yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. I'll never be able to forget that no, name because of the perfect ever. name. Yep. All right. Yeah. It's good. I like yep. it. I like it, too. I think get it. If not, then wait for the trade, which yeah. comes out in like July. Cool. I might do that. We're just clipping or, along, or, guys. Or later. Maybe later. Yeah. Maybe later. Okay, well, we're already on to Marvel, so let's Whoa. go. Uh, ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, number one. Number one. No, it, it, one is the loneliest number. So that is if you're Ben Riley. <laughs> in this book, I definitely like immediately. I was like, "Oh, Ben Riley is my inner monologue." <laughs> I was too. Yep. Oh, Ben Riley is Jen's inner monologue. Yep. yep. <laughs> Complaining about people needing dance belts. Yes, she will yep. appreciate this book. <laughs> It's not my fault he decided not to wear underwear underneath the skin tight costume. Have you ever heard of a dance belt? It's got no, I believe there was a, he's got nothing to show off anyway between right. those. Yes. Yep. Don't forget being judgmental of the poor guy's junk. Well, if it's 
That small. No, I'm just kidding. I am just kidding. Uh, I, Send all your angry tweets to at M.A. Haynes. <laughs> the, uh, Do it. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the inner monologue with this, the way he interacts with the, the girl that he saves, like everything <laughs> about this is so different from a superhero book. I want to go spoilers. It's so it's fun. So good. Spoilers? Okay, let's go to spoilers. Spoilers yeah. in three, two, one... Now. Spidey spoilers. When he hands her the gun and says, <laughs> take the gun, put it in your purse. Yep. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. You never that know who was, you'll meet. Yeah, that was the best. And also the fact that he is, I, I don't know what he is. Uh, Schizophrenic? Thanks. <laughs> something? I don't know. He is it's very fractured. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's broken. Yeah, he's the first broken. thing I said, I was looking at Mike and I was like, "Oh my god, we have a new hero with dissociative identity disorder." Well, kind of hero. Yeah, and like his, it's it's the shoulder angels though, right? Like that's yes. the form yes. it takes. You've yeah. got OG Scarlet Spider is the good angel, <laughs> and like, Jackal the right is the bad thing. angel. Yes. Yeah. And all he wants to do is find his own Aunt May. Aunt June. Aunt June. And his own Uncle Aunt Ben. Aunt June's close to, close to May, right? Shut up. And he really hoped that that woman he saved she was named ben. either Emma or Gwen. Or Mary, Emma Jane or Gwen. Or Mary Jane or Mary Jane or Gwen. Or Gwen. Yeah. I'm sorry. In my mind, it's Emma Stone, Emma Stone or Gwen going, Stacy. Yeah. There's only, there is only one option unless we're going to put Carly Cooper back on the table. Uh, so you guys both liked up. this book. I did, I did really like this, this book. book. I love Ben Riley. I I love this Ben Riley specifically. It's so different. He's so hilarious. Yes. And dark and are, weird. Are you gonna keep going with it? I am. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I may read your copy. Okay, that's fair. I was especially if we get, more if, tepid on this. Especially one. if okay. we get more more Aunt June. Uh, I don't I don't know that we're going to. But. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You're stepping on my coins. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Good, good spider book. And do we want to mention who is uh, perhaps going to be pursuing him? Sure. Kane. Mm-hmm. His that clone. That I'm excited about. His clone. Especially yeah. if we get more uh, Spider-Gwen Kane action. Yeah. Oh. That I want. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. I, I know what care. you mean, and I'm like, mm. as long as she doesn't care that he's got all those scars, then I don't care. Okay. And thus, more, was... I'm just more worried about things falling off. Oh. <laughs> no and we're back to red one. It's, it's not, <laughs> not red one. Red line. <laughs> Giant dong. Giant dong. <laughs> um. Yeah, I look forward to the eventual crossover in which we get the Spider Gwen, Kane, and My- uh, uh, Miles Morales triangle. See, now, now, now I'm back. God, I should have oh, said Lord. that. Now I'm back to, to a song we used to sing when I was little. Leprosy, all my skin is falling off of me. First an arm, a leg, and then a knee. Dear God, that was at M A Haynes. No, you can you can at Keltress that one. <laughs> You want to spell that one, Brian? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not really. One L or two L's in that. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, go to panelologypodcast.com and you can find out. Damn it. <laughs> and you don't know how to edit the website. You don't have the password. <sighs> only I have the power. There can be only one. But you know what? There are more than one of. 
Iron Man, infamous Iron Man, mm-hmm. number Indeed. seven. Indeed. Or as we prefer, Iron Doom. Iron Doom. I finally started writing it correctly on my list, and it just looks so stupid now. Yeah. I'm like, that's not it. It's Iron Doom. It's Iron Doom. It's Iron Doom. Iron Doom. So we now have a new Guinness World Record in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> the, the largest single oh, criminal Are we in spoilers down. already? Okay. <laughs> it kind of happens in the first like two pages. It does. Pages. I mean, come, it's, I mean, but I guess that, you technically it's a spoiler. Well, but, I mean, come on. And I, I just want to go get it out that part of the reason we want to talk about this book is because of all the things that happen in it, and yeah, so and much. We're not going to not spoil this like, one. So. so much happened. Um, this yeah. good good book. By good the good way. book. This get my good good book seal of approval. This is maybe one of my favorite Ooh, nice. Marvel books right now. Yeah. Um, not only because it is well written, but because of that beautiful Alex Malibart. It is, at the same time, hilarious and completely serious. Yes. At, like, simultaneously. Yeah. Like, not yeah. even, like, at one panel. They're not trying the to be funny. It just is. It just <laughs> is. It's, it's, like, it's so... Pe- the reactions of people are so incongruous with... With what's kind of going on. Like, you can't help but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. All right. So, the largest criminal takedown. Yes. Oh. In Marvel history. Single criminal, single instance of criminal takedown. Doctor Doom takes down, I don't know, dozens of super he, criminals. He killed them all. He killed everybody. <laughs> he killed them all. <laughs> I was the only survivor. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no, 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 you didn't. No, honey, that's cute, but <laughs> that's, no. Yeah. They're all in intensive care downstairs. And why were they gathered? To plot taking to him plot down. taking down, down Doctor Doom. Yes. He's like, he's like, nah, bitches. <laughs> that's cute though. And then, then he shows up and has a real heart to heart with Ben Wright with uh, Ben Grimm. I was like, Ben Riley, ben Riley wait, no, no. no. <laughs> we just talked about that. No, Ben Grimm. Yeah, but uh, oh. yeah, and that was super ah. like. Touching. Uh, it kind of was, wasn't it? And I hope he... I I don't know. I don't know. But I hope he's 100% serious in all this. I do, too. Because I yeah. love him like this. I do, too. I have never loved Dr. Doom. Like, I've always liked him. Read the like, he, like, he's always been yeah. a good villain, right? Yeah. Right. Read the but, Hickman run, all who lies in Doom. <laughs> but I love him in this. Yeah, he's wonderful here. And, and, yeah. and like, he... His... His justification feels so honest. Like so he's, he's, he's like he's yeah. like if I really thought I could like I I could make recompense better by sitting in a jail cell, I'd turn myself in. Yeah. Right. But, but I'm not going to learn anything, and this is a better use of my time. Right. Correct. Like I can do more good out here doing good. Yeah. That is that's like how a genius would see yeah. things. Like. Well, and this is the best Doctor Doom is not the Doom as evil, but Doom as. Gray. Penitent. Doom as mixed bag. Yeah. Like, it's the thing that makes him so good in the Hickman Doom as complex character. He's not just mustache twirling. Mm -hmm. He's also the only person who Valeria really feels like she can confide in. She's, Mm. he's her godfather and like their buddies. Like when everything goes wrong at home, he's who she turns to. Um, like. Doom, like most characters, is much more interesting when he's not all one or all the other right. thing. Right. Yep. And this good, good. Good, good Iron Doom. Oh, that 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 teaser art for next issue, though. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I yeah, he has the... another visitor after Grimm. 
Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just the cover of the next issue. Yeah. 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 I can't wait. And and the the text bubble was not the same. No, it was not the mixed. What text bubble? Reed's text bubble. It was not mixed. Case. It was different text bubble. Turn around. I went back and looked. Yes. It's all upper. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I did oh, not catch shit. that. So the question so, in my head so is... So much shit went down. Yeah. Hmm. Which one is this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I have to imagine that's just an editorial misstep. Misfire. I think so, too. But I kind of hope not. I mean, it would be a much more interesting story, if but it would it also not, be... Yeah. Like, the best kept secret at Marvel yeah. ever. I mean, imagine if they're both there. Yeah. Ooh. Reed Richards. We're talking about Reed Richards. <laughs> right. I, I want, yeah, we said spoilers. I want, I want good Reed to be like, we have to get my other half to stop fucking your mother. <laughs> this is creeping me out, bro. Haha, <laughs> bro. Bro. Ew. Ew. Gross. Actually, wouldn't it son? be more like nephew? Come on, son. Come on. How would that make their relationship? Well, since it's the same person, genetically speaking, the same person. I think that makes him his uncle and his brother. His his uncle son. His brunker. His uncle son. Uncle son. Uncle son. Uncle. Uncle. Oh god, that's definitely his uncle. mm, 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 mm. Nope. Nope. What's up, Uncle Doom? I'm going to turn off that thought line right now. <laughs> Don't need to do that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Franklin Richards. You're welcome. All right, moving right along. Um, let's talk about the X-Men books, Blue and Gold. And we're going to kind of hit them together, I think, because I'm not sure any of us has enough to say about either one of them by itself. Uh, so, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll start with Blue. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I liked this better. Um, it didn't try to do, I think I mentioned on the last one that, that there was some humor that didn't really land that they kept that Colin was in. And I liked it better without that in there at all. And I went back and I picked up the first two. Okay. So I've read this now. And I liked the first one more than I expected to Marvel chose. The least good pages for the preview and pages that didn't work out of sequence for the preview. Okay. Weird. Um, like they put pick the first three and then skipped four or five and then picked the next two. Weird. Yeah. So that, you know, I liked this better. Um, I actually liked the first one better. Yeah. Um, I liked the first issue better than I liked this issue. The things I liked in this issue were the Jean Grey... Magneto scenes. I thought those were great. Yep. The scenes between... Scott and Beast. Scott and Beast were unbearable. Okay. The emotional stuff in this book is just overwrought. It it feels so contrived. Yeah. Yeah. These These are teenagers, right? Yes. Yeah, but... High school is such a serious thing. Yeah, but, but the problem they is not it's it's the not is they the, don't feel like high schoolers either. Well, Gross. And it's not even that's not, not even that way. It, to me it's <laughs> not like it's, oh god, no. <laughs> if it were no. if it were intentionally parody, 
Right. No, adult or if it gray. leaned into it in the way that <laughs> something be weird. like said adult. It's an oh, adult. okay. Okay. Said, if it, but adult Jean Grey. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, but I didn't. Okay. If it leaned into it in the way that something like Riverdale, okay, leans into right. it, the the drama and the angst that would be one thing. This is just like, oh, how do I write kids angry at each other? I don't, and I don't know that he knows how to do it. I okay. don't think he does. Like he writes Magneto well. He writes the scenes between Gene and Magneto well. He writes, yeah, that 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 almost reluctant mentor-mentee yeah. relationship but works. Antagonism between peers, especially young peers, it reads more like just bickering. Like, like bickering hey, did kids. you ever have a friend? Kind of. Oh, okay. Um, Sad. A little... Um, and I don't mean to sound so down on it. It's a fine book. I probably will do it in trade if I keep going with it at all. But there are good things about it. I just it, the thing it needs to do is it needs to find that voice. It does for okay. And this they is, don't need to get along all the two, time. Uh, you know, they've got one or two more that, yeah. that before that has to happen. Yeah. But it's got to happen pretty soon now. Yeah. Um, but like. A lot of the books I've read for Clearing the Backlog have been books about teams of teenagers. I think, and I'll be honest, I think that's part of it, is I think it would be fine in possibly other circumstances or other times. There are so many well-written teen books right now, Champions and Wasp and other things, that this really just doesn't mm. land well, and the same way. If you read a lot of the ones that really work, you see certain things repeat. You see character driving more than plot. Mm-hmm. You see relationship clearly defined. And that's part of it here. It's not just that they bicker. It's like each issue is different pairs kind of bickering with each other. There's mm. not A relative to B doesn't have kind of a fixed dynamic. Um, the relationships aren't entirely clear. Right. Um, it's it's little things. It's little things that I think are fixable. But there are little things that keep some scenes from clicking for me. This yeah, this could uh, this could very easily be pulled out. Yeah, very easily. Yes. So I think I think there's a lot of potential there. I <clears throat> at this point I'm more likely to keep going with it than gold. Not because there's anything wrong with gold, but just because gold was a really really good book in which nothing happened. Kind of, yeah. Like, <laughs> See, but I loved like all the Logan stuff and all yeah. the Nightcrawler stuff. That was great. Those things are great. And I didn't hate Kitty teaming, being Team Captain. I don't hate that. Um, my problem is not that it's not good. My problem is not even that nothing happens per se. My problem is just that this is kind of three issues deep now because Guggenheim did most of the writing for the Prime right. issue. Fair. And Prime was a lot of hey nostalgia. And one was a lot of hey nostalgia. And two is a lot of hey nostalgia. That's fair. And it is not even so much that there's anything bad or anything wrong. It's that I don't know what this book's direction is except hey nostalgia. That is fair because this feels to me like somebody who really loved 90s X-Men. And is trying to make that work. No, 80s X-Men. Well, okay. And is trying to make that work with today's yeah. stuff that's happening. And I'm 100% cool with that as backdrop. Yeah. I just feel like... But I don't want that to be the main theme of the book. Right. Two and a half, three issues, however you want to count it in. And we've had enough pages to be three issues in. It's mm-hmm. 
fine and it's fun, but I don't know what this book wants to be. Again, you, it's got to find the voice yeah. of, of itself. But well, yeah, it's a different problem though. Yes, it it's is. not the relationships are there. He's got Correct. the relationships. It's not. It, it is a different problem, yeah. and yet kind of this. Like it, they both have to find their voice. Yeah. It's just their voices are going to have to be different. Yeah. Right. And and the the flaws that are not letting them do that are different. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the only thing, like the only thing I don't like about it, and this is just a personal preference, I have never cared about Kitty and Peter. Like, mm. I like the whole '80s X Men vibe. I just, I never had that beat register for me. Murder. I thought it was fine at the time. Like in what I've read of as it happened, it, it was but fine they as, keep a, as a, back as, a to it. as a teen romance. It was yeah. fine, right? But yeah, he kind he, he feels kind of stalkery now when because it, it's always he, him initiating now. He doesn't feel like stalkery to me. He just feels like he can't let go, and that yes, well, that's, yeah. I don't just, think it's well, just this book though. I've got baggage of some other recent books like. Okay. Avengers versus X-Men, he goes straight up stalker while oh, he's under no. the influence of the Phoenix Force. Like, whisks her away to a girl. And I know, under the influence of a Phoenix Force, but eventually... You can't... You can't just... You can't... You can't count shit like that to me. I mean, you can count it, because that doesn't do anything yeah. but, like, augment what you're already feeling. Yeah. But it's augmenting. I know. Like, to an extreme. But it's a big part of Astonishing X-Men in Joss Whedon's run. It's a big It's a big part of everything. I'm tired of it being a big part of everything. Okay. How's that? That's fair. That's very fair. And see, I, I like, I stopped. I yeah. completely stopped reading, like, anything. X-Men. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's, but, even that's personal preference. It, it is a little weird to come back to it and it still be a thing that's happening. Yeah. That's just it. And I think this falls into what Alex was talking about with the nostalgia thing. Is it, it, it? This book almost feels like they just said, "Okay, you know what? Let's uh, let's pick like 1991, 1992. Let's let's almost like we pick up this team right there, yeah, and keep going." But you also already have X Men '92, mm. so just do it but, in that book. Yeah. Well, so here's here's the there's a dichotomy though. Like I am very much at this point anti-nostalgia for nostalgia's sake i think there's a difference though between trying to recreate the thing you had when you were younger right mm-hmm. and find the way to feel again the way you felt then correct mm-hmm. and i think that successful popular culture art that wants to be Nostalgic, really, the things that do it well are doing that latter thing. They're recreating the feeling, and right. certainly that involves nods yeah. too, right? It involves nods too. It but involves... there's a there's a line between, yep. like having a few things that are from that and Correct. having everything from that and yeah. trying to make it the same, trying to do the same thing again. Do it, yeah. do it. Um, and it's, uh, you know what? And this is going to sound really, you know, it was a really good example of that though was that He-Man Thundercats thing. Like, it was completely different from any kind of He-Man story or any kind of, you know, Masters of the Universe story or any kind of Thunder... And yet, they were able to combine them, come up with something completely new, Mm -hmm. but it totally made you feel like you were reading one of those old stories. And in comics, the best example I have is the Power Rangers ongoing at Boom right now. It is so much darker than the TV show actually was, 
but reading it as an adult now, it is as dark as the TV show felt okay. when you were when you nine were years old watching it. <laughs> you know what? Aww. I want us to remember this conversation when we get to solicitation. There's something <laughs> in particular that we'll talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's why the new Zelda game works, because it throws out the rules so it feels like the last time they throw out the rules when you play it. It's nothing gameplay-wise like Ocarina. But it's the first time since Ocarina of Time I felt like I did when I was playing it for the first time. Like it's that. Yeah. You can't have the same and relationship the you, between audience right. and product. You have to recreate the feeling, not the product. Right. right. Even even by virtue of the fact that once you've encountered the product the first time, you're not going to be reading it the same way you did. <laughs> this this harkens me back to a conversation I had with someone that said. Literally, it will forever be impossible for someone to experience Star Wars the way they could when it first came out in the 70s. Yeah. Just because there's too much known about it now Mm -hmm. that you can't not know some things that you then you didn't know. Yeah. That's fair about now. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm saying. Right. Right. Even when we were kids, I know that. I was probably older than you were the first time I saw Star probably. Wars. <laughs> because um, that was a staple in my house from the time I was born. The first time I saw episode four, and even that I know is a different relationship right. than what you would have had with it in the 70s. Um, even just to call it that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I already right. knew Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. That's right, exactly. Walking in. See, I was exactly. probably four years old and I had no idea, and it was so just crazy to me. I was but do you 11 see, or 12. Do you see now how oh, now, Jesus. I mean, because you can't not know that now, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, that completely changes how you feel yeah. watching that movie. So, right, yeah. But, and, so, I, I mean, we, I think we've probably gone through this enough at this point. But, yeah. Yeah, that's... They oh. need to they need to take this book and make it its own new thing yeah. at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yep, fair. And that's fair. We're sounding And I hard do on, enjoy it. Like yeah, I, I, I had fun say, with it. Yeah. It was great. We're sounding hard on both of these books. I think both of these books are fine books. They have room to improve. Correct. I think if you're curious, grab them. Oh yeah. yeah. Though I would say they're definitely at least worth picking up and reading for yourself yeah. and letting your you know, judge. Especially judge if you're on an your X Men fan yeah. already. Yeah. It's it's it is not bad X Men. Yeah. And and I have read bad X Men. Oh yeah. It's not bad. Oh yeah, I've read I've read nineties X Men. And I'm I am I'm kinda digging Kitty leading this team. Oh yeah. I love yeah. I I love Kitty leading the yeah. team. I love Nightcrawler and I love Old Man Logan in that book. Like you're right. Yes. Old yes. Man Logan he stuff. Is fantastic. The Take down this number. Take down this address. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Go ahead. Take your one and only shot. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm going to take mine. <laughs> <laughs> the chains may be adamantium, but the chair's basic wood. <laughs> um, like, and I, I don't... Guggenheim's not writing Old Man Logan when Lemire leaves it, is he? Someone else is. Uh, it is someone else. I saw it in the solicitations. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, Greg Pak, maybe? No, no, I can't remember who it is. If it were Guggenheim, I would keep going. Yeah, I love yeah. Guggenheim's Logan in this. Yeah, he's he's doing a good job. With um, him. And like I said, I really love the not Gene. To, not to say that Old Man Logan won't still be good, but no, who, who but knows? right, yeah. I still love the Gene Gray, or I also love the Gene Gray Magneto stuff in Blue. Like there are yeah. good things oh, yeah. in both of these books. I agreed. Fair. Agreed. Yeah. All right, last one before. Is it still good, Brian? Yeah. Britannia, we who are about to die. Okay. Number one. So Britannia, this was uh, this was 
this series as a whole was not it, it was expected to be you know an okay kind of run yeah. it turned out to be a huge hit you're um, talking about like the first the Britannia first Britannia, Britannia, series, yes. miniseries uh, and I loved it when it came out I highly recommend picking up the trade for it um, so they were like oh well damn let's do another one and uh, so now we're doing Britannia We Who Are About to Die um, it has a lot of the same characters in it um, but we of course we get introduced to a couple of new ones and a same feel as the first series um, same uh, uh, kind of motivation for folks uh, I, so totally totally looking forward again this is a four I think this is only four okay this is really short if I'm or maybe five um, but it's a it's a short run but it's can't wait it's gonna be good I know it is cool I know it is all right. Let's. Is it still good? Quantum Teens are go. Number three came out from Black Mask this week. Magdalene Visaggio uh, writing. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention, and we talked about this a little bit after the last one mm-hmm. came out. Um, and I've noticed her do this now in a couple of books. She does it here. She did it in Kim and Kim. Rather than spend half an issue on like a big climactic fight... She will either give it a couple of pages Mm -hmm. or it will happen between issues. And what you're getting so much is just the fallout and relationship. And it's not even angsty. It's just like, okay, I'm going to go do my thing and keep my head down in response. And in in this case, that's what one character is that the other character says, hey, uh, like you've checked out of reality. What's going on? And like that drives the next issue is getting on the same page together. So here's the cool. thing and and I, I figured this out in comics, right? So if you've got a really good artist mm-hmm. and just a mediocre writer, honestly, do fight scenes. Yeah. Cuz the art is going to be gorgeous in the fight scenes <laughs> and you're going to be able to do some stunning visual things, right? If you've got a really strong writer, mm-hmm. Man, it, it do the character interactions and the results of things and the tension build up and all that. You don't have to focus on the fights. Yeah, right. And I mean, the art in here is solid too. Can you help it, me out? Who's oh, the it artist is. On this um, but the, the difference is that right, the art can be good in any. Yeah. No, no I know what you're saying. Right. It, I'm, and I'm not saying oh, if you got a bad artist, you got to do. But my, and we're yeah. not saying anyone who puts a fight scene in their book is a bad writer. Like no, that's not the what I'm saying. But Pen- yeah, but the pencils and inks are uh, Eric Eric Donovan. That's right. Thank yes. you. Hmm. Um, Colors by Claudia uh, Aguirre, I believe his name. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's, and I think it's a style thing. I think it's part of how she tells stories. In fact, she tweeted earlier last week, maybe. Um, like her rules for storytelling. Like the second one on there is don't waste time on fights if you don't need it or right. something to that effect. That's, right. I like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's a really good book. Like, and, and you know, there have been times in comics when something has happened during a fight that was a mm. huge deal. You know, when, when Thanos punches Rhodey Ro, and he dies, that's yeah. a huge thing. That should or be part of the fight scene, right? The, the Black Widow comic that yeah. just ended that's Mark Wade and Chris Somney co-writing and Chris Somney on art. Um, with Matthew Wilson colors, uh, like a lot of that book, because you've got a writer artist yep. working on it with the others is like very tight storytelling that includes fight choreography, but it moves a plot. Exactly. Right. Don't have the fight just for a fight. 
Yeah, it's yeah. like in a musical. You don't want the song to just be, we're going to stop, and a song's going to happen, and then we're going to go, but nothing has changed in the course right. of the song. Nope. You should always have a change in the song. You should always have a change in the fight. Yes. There you go. I like it. Yep. Um, Good job. Quantum teams are go. Um, yep. Yeah, I like the book, too. All right. Uh, Brian, yeah. Rebels, These Free and Independent States, number two. This is a really interesting book. I'm I, now after after issue two here. I'm totally convinced this is this is a book about uh, somebody with Asperger's. Cool. <laughs> yes. Okay. And his special focus and attention is shipbuilding. Yes. And it's uh, very interesting. I would say for the vast majority, this is probably going to be better as a trade. Yeah. Than floppies. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. I like and this it. is a miniseries, right? I don't it know is, yeah. This is, I, uh, I want to say, five-ish. That sounds right. All right. Hey, Brian. Yes. Action Comics 978, it's still good? Uh, it is. If you, if you like the last one, you'll definitely like this one because it's just exactly, literally more of the same. Yeah. It's Superman reliving the rest of his origin story. Yeah. Up to this point. So, and you know what? I, I thought about it during this one while I was reading, though, and... It kind of makes sense with the whole reborn thing that happened. Um, it gave an opportunity for them to tell what is and isn't part of Superman's story. Now. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, and it's almost like if you're really interested in that, it's probably worth picking up. If you're not, the short version is it's almost that Marvel thing, where Marvel has kind of the seven-year window and things that have happened more recently are more finite and things that happened more in the past are, are more a little fungible. More fuzzy, yeah. Um it's almost that like mm-hmm. in as much as the older stuff seems to be more classic or at least more the cultural unconscious who is Superman if you asked a random yep. person tell me about Superman. Right. That's like everything oh, up he to He was on Krypton and Krypton exploded and they yeah. sent him to Earth. Okay. And then when you get into recent history Maybe anything after Death of Superman, which in the grand scheme of Superman is recent history. Is recent, yeah. Um, it starts to take more of, as you get closer to the present, starts to take more of that New 52 history and New 52 vibe. And and I will say there's definitely some, uh, there's definitely, like if you look at the history that happens in this with him, you will see that in the very, very recent, he is in the New 52 costume. I don't know if you picked up on that. Um, I noticed the costume, but that's was, not... Uh, was the, it this one or was it... Was it? It's this one. It's yeah. not exactly the New 52, I don't it's think. It's not, but it's there It's the are, new costume, which is heavily modeled on the New 52. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, which I, I know is splitting hairs, but right. the costume itself is not exactly that. It's also a compromise. Yep, fair enough, fair enough. Um, it does seem to imply that maybe he and Wonder Woman never happened now. Oh, which is interesting because one of the biggest loose threads from New Fifty Two, New Fifty Two, was right. Booster Gold showing up in Justice League International to tell himself, "You have to stop the two of them from getting together." Mm-hmm. And that was also kind of the last time until uh, that w- convergence. That was kind of the last time until convergence that Booster Gold showed up, save for like two issues of Jonah Hex. Okay. Yeah, because I yeah I know Superman yeah. and Wonder Woman was a huge thing in yeah. New Fifty Two. Um, okay. Uh, Batman Beyond number seven still good. This is Terry beginning to get pulled into League of Assassins stuff again, having mm. to fight them. 
Um, and I have a theory about what's going on. You see, and if you don't want to hear spoilers, jump forward like 30 seconds. You see someone who is ostensibly Rachel Ghoul on a screen in this, only he is masked. And Bruce has mentioned that his relationship with Damien has gone sour. I don't think that the Rachel Ghoul in this book is who we think is Rachel Ghoul. I think Damien Wayne is Rachel Ghoul. In you the think future. he's, he's and that this he is fell coming. and became son of the demon again. I think yeah. he became and then head of the demon because right. Rachel Ghoul is a title. And I think right. that when this becomes Terry versus Rach later in the arc, it's going to have a little more weight to it than just. So there's a question I have about this book. Yes. How how tied into continuity is this book? That's a good question. Completely. Okay. This book does not take place in the animated Batman Beyond universe. Now, you can accept that most of their histories are the same up until the first volume of Batman Beyond that was pre-Rebirth mm-hmm. started. Um, or really the events of Future's End that kicked off that book. But at this point, this book is set on Earth Zero in its future. The DC Animated Universe, Batman Animated Series, Superman Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and Batman Beyond are all on Earth 12. And that Batman Beyond exists in the future of Earth 12. But the cartoon version of this is its own separate thing. So everything that happened before, say, 2014 in a Batman Beyond book happened on a different Earth. Okay. Everything that we've seen since Brother Eye came back from the future and Tim Drake went forward to the future and he became Batman and then Terry McGinnis became Batman again and Tim Drake went missing is a result of things that have happened in continuity. Tim Drake going missing after Terry took the mantle up again is a specific result of Tim Drake being taken off the board in Detective Comics. Right. Now, Mm. here's my... So, like, I know... Did they do a rebirth issue for this? Or I know they're titling it under rebirth. I believe there was a rebirth issue. I can't can't remember. Um, But so, so I know it is supposed to be part of the current... Mm-hmm. Rebirth movement, et cetera, et cetera. But literally, it is the only thing that has occurred that is outside of the current present, present time yeah. in DC. That's and true. some things like, so, like what you just brought up about Damien being Raish, right? If that turns Possibly, out to be true. Right. That's true. And I, I understand that's speculative, but yeah. I mean, just for argument, let's say that happens, right? Yeah. I mean, so is that something we can assume that Damien from present day does do that? And I don't I, think that's so. why I mean, how tied is it? Well, I think it is tied in that things that happen in present day continuity. That are major. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, you see in this issue a reference to Duke Thomas. Um, Bruce is talking about the succession of Robbins, and he talks about Damien and Bruce, and then he goes or Duke, and then mm-hmm. he goes back to says back to Damien says, really, Damien should have been the best of them if he had known you, Dad, because he's talking to the portrait of his parents. Um, if he had known you, Dad, if he had a relationship with his grandfather, maybe things would have turned out different. <laughs> Wow, that really gives some uh, insight to flash in the button, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, my. So I think it's a one-way relationship. Things that happen in the present will affect it when 
when Tim was pulled out of the present, Tim disappeared from the future. Uh, when Duke became a going force in the present, Duke mm. became part of the future's history. But the things that happen in the future are not locked in stone. Okay. After this, remind me to tell you about something. I just an idea I just had about Old Man Logan. Okay. All right. Um, Commandy Challenge. Uh, this one's also for me. This is more of the same. If you enjoy what this book has been, you will continue to enjoy it. Uh, this may be my favorite art of an issue so far. I really liked the the visual style in this book, the way it was colored. I liked especially. it too. I, I, and I think it really fit Command. Yeah. yeah. It's like I bright do. and these vivid jewel tones and a little cartoony, but not... But still sharp. But yeah. Still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great issue. Uh, so if you've been reading and enjoying it, you'll continue to dig this one. And I definitely read the, the Palmiati note yeah. in the back. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Brian, yes. Mother Panic, number six. Still good? Um, it is still good. This is a unusual issue, though. Um, so here's my here's my take on this. I don't know that I liked this particular issue, but I think if you, for instance, if you read this in trade or if you look at the whole run of it, I think it's going to fit in just fine. Yeah. Um, it's just by itself as the floppy for this issue. It, it's almost it, more epilogue from a different viewpoint. It kind of is. It, it, yeah, it's like a switch, and and it, like everything about it feels different. Yeah. So it, it it's just odd as on its own. Yeah. So yeah, but if you've enjoyed up to this point, don't don't quit reading because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jen. Going to trade would not be a bad That idea. may be what I do. Yeah. I, I, not, I just need to be cut anyway. Yeah. Um, Teen Titans. That's Teen Titans is so good. How great was that Chris um, Burnham variant this week? Oh my god. I didn't even like see it on any of the previews or anything, yeah. but as soon as we got to the shop, I was like, hey, did you see this? You need to get it. Like, get it. Just get it. Just For here, a brief take this. second, I almost thought you'd gotten the last copy of it, and I was, like, gonna, I was, I was almost <laughs> very upset. No, it was so wonderful. Beast Boy is a squid with his eyeballs popping out. It's the best. <laughs> No, like I normally, um, I'm I'm very lukewarm on King Shark. Like I don't, I don't yeah, I don't like him. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you. I'm like, Meh. but he was almost more like background in this issue. He's almost more a prop than right character. Yeah, agreed. But but still very very important pivotal. Yeah. It was so good. He's like Cosette. Watching Aqualad come into all this was fantastic. Yes. Agree. Um, and what I really liked, in all honesty, is. We kind of get the reveal of who is behind this current storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely adored how well they pulled that out from another comic book that had been running. Aquaman. Aqu- yeah, Aquaman. <laughs> and, like, like it felt like it was yeah. a, okay, we're going to, it yeah. felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like a football game where somebody just tossed the ball and somebody was yeah. like, yep, I got it. I picked it up. That's like, yours now. Yeah. But like, it's very smooth. Even without, I know you're trying to dodge a certain reveal. Yeah. But even just to say that King Shark is a low ranking member of Nemo. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Is. Well, because here's the thing. Mid ranking. He's not high, but he's if, not low. If you either. read Aquaman now, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. In which case, yeah. But, In which case, he may be enticed to read this book. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. 
Uh, although I gotta say the 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 main cover was really kind of a cool Jaws throwback. It was good. Yeah, but that variant was the you're best. You're right. You're right. With the, with the, with the bug eyes. <laughs> yeah. On the squid. Yeah. How about Wonder Woman twenty one, Brian? Oh my God! Speaking of absolutely beautiful cover, like I just sat there and held this up and just sat there looking at it for like three minutes because it was this. The art in this is so absolutely perfect for what I think of for Wonder Woman. I and this mean, is one of the it. Bill Quievely issues. Uh, this is it's an on. even number, right? It is an e- uh, so no. This is an odd no? number. It's oh. Twenty one. Oh, then it's uh, Liam Sharp. It is Sharp. Yes, it is. Uh, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, this is probably my favorite single issue since this series started. Cool. Um, just her reactions to things and what's going on. And she feels more like Wonder Woman in this than anything I've read up awesome. to now. And not to say that I didn't like some of the, a lot yeah. of what came before. I mean, you're 20 issues right. in. Hopefully I'm obviously still with this book after. So, um, but yeah, this was this was wonderful. Cool. I think the next trade is out next week, the year one arc. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yes. This yes. week when you're uh, listening to yes. this podcast. All right, Brian. Mm-hmm. We're settling into Brian's corner for right. a moment. Black Monday Murders. <gasps> Still good. I can't say enough good things about this book, so I won't even try. Just You absolutely must read it. Awesome. Um, let's go from Wall Street to Hadrian's Wall. Brian, Hadrian's Wall number six. Still good? Wonderful. This is going to, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it before, this is eight issues, and this is number six. Um, so they are really, I mean, they're full throttle into the, the story, and it's great. Cool. Killer Be Killed, number, oh, this is number eight. We should have a new trade soon. Yeah, it's, I don't, all i got to say is it's Ed Brubaker and, and Brightweiser. So I mean, come on, it's awesome. I cannot wait for this trade it's to be It's awesome. And Old Guard, number three. Okay, so I mentioned uh, mentioned to Alex before the show that this is number three, and after having read three issues of this, this will definitely be on my highly recommended trade list when it comes out. Awesome. Cool. I can't wait for this one. Uh, Black Panther, number 13, still good. This kicks off the second year, the second major arc. Um, it is much less heady so far than the first arc. The old gods have abandoned Wakanda, or at least so people believe. And the the whole issue is framed as a conversation between T'Challa and Storm, in which he asks Storm, like, people worshipped you as a god. I'm having problems with our old gods. Can you give me some insight here? <laughs> and that's basically have her fun. response. That's yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> Hey, my ex-wife. Uh, yeah. People used to worship you. How how do I how do I get Bast's digits again? Nah, love it, nah. Um. So I think this is maybe going to be like if you're. I, I know Brian. You got tired of of kind of the critical theory required to read this book. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think there's less of that in this new arc. Okay. Is at least what it seems to be. It's a very different kind of tone. It's and a different setting. I would, uh, at some point, I'm quite certain I will go back and read yeah. this. It just, it's just not high on my. Yeah, oh, that's cool. And and that's totally a me thing. Yeah. And look, having read it month to month, I think there's a benefit to reading it in yeah. trade. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have told you wait just for trade, but I think especially if you bumped into it, you'll like the trade better. Uh, back to Brian's quarter. <laughs> Electra number three, still good. Still good. Uh, yeah, more, more wonderful murder. Oh. 
Great Lakes Avengers, the last of the GLA for now. Mm, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to say a lot about this right now. We're actually going to talk about this yes, next we week after Jen reads it. Uh, because this is the last issue, which I can't tell you how sad I am about. But uh, they they do a totally appropriate for this book uh, uh, <laughs> finish to the series. Um, do they all turn and just flip la, off the la, reader? La, no, la, no. La, la. But it, okay. but it does it does have my quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually spread over three panels throughout the whole book. And when you started to tell us about it earlier, I thought you were doing a thing from Teen Titans. This I was, <laughs> I was not. They, um, so they're 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 battling the 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 big bad guy, right? And they go, all right, we're gonna do maneuver thirty three. Are you sure? Yes, maneuver thirty three. Here we go. And so they launch. Uh, they they do maneuver thirty three, and it's it's quite interesting. And uh, Mr. Immortal ends up where he does, and he's like, hmm, damn, this is tougher than I thought. Should have used Maneuver 34. <laughs> and, and then Bertha goes, honey, just be glad you didn't have to see Maneuver 34. <laughs> and then the final one is, is Good Boy at the end goes, is somebody tell me what Maneuver 34 is? And Flatman goes, or uh, Doorman goes, maybe when you're older. <laughs> Adorable. I know. How many maneuvers were in Hulk number five, Brian? Uh, only one. But was it still good? Uh, so I mentioned it was still really good. I mentioned last time that I thought this issue we might actually get some Hulk. Um, and I don't know how to say if we do or don't because we do have some green eyes at the end. And that's all I'm going to say. But okay. still good. Uh, Old Man Logan 22 continues this whole Logan hopping through his past arc. It's a fine arc. If you enjoyed 21, you'll enjoy this. This is not the highest point of Lemire's run, but it's him saying goodbye. So, Aww. Uh, before he leaves the book. Thanos number six. Um, my favorite issue since the first. If you look at the cover for this issue, you actually have a good sense of what goes down. Um, suffice it to say... The Phoenix forces back and in somebody's hands at the end by the end of this book. What? You heard me. Oh. I perked up when I heard that. <laughs> Thought you might. And finally, Ultimates two number six. If anyone is more capable of explaining super high concept ideas in a clean and easily digestible way than Al Ewing and Travel Foreman are together, I do not know who it is. Um, it is not necessarily the, the complex plot that you get from a Hickman, but it is like the best job I've ever seen of explaining okay, here's the multiverse and everything in it. Now here's what's outside that. Now here's what came before and who came before and how came before and how all of these layers of reality relate. And it is clean and it makes complete sense and it takes a conflict that is happening on levels that are so beyond perception and distills it and breaks it down in a way that is physically tangible in the Marvel Universe. Okay. That is just excellent. I really am enjoying this book. I strongly recommend it. This issue's great. Alright. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Alright. Solicitations. Oh, okay. What? 
do we? I couldn't remember. I guess we did that before the long. Box. Yeah, yeah, we do that. Yeah, long box. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to the yeah. show, Brian. It's been a, I know it's, it's been, been a, a while week. since you've had it's one. It's been a long yeah. week. All right. All right, Brian. I'll start you off with an easy one. Dark Days: The Casting. All right, so I'm gonna take. 10 this is this is yeah. the book in which Batman becomes a movie director and has to cast his first movie. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, except yeah, it's except it's not that. Oh, Batman's uh, in it though. Yeah, uh, Batman is in it. As a matter of fact, um, this is uh, uh, this is a one shot. Um, mm-hmm. it's the second one shot of some sequence of one shots because before this was Dark Days The Forge in June correct the four, right which yeah. I think we mentioned last last solicitation. time yep. yes um, and yeah so this is the sequence and this ties into the event that's going, going to be going on right. for DC this Dark summer. Nights Dark Nights right um, and which this leads is... to an entirely new imprint called Dark Matter indeed so yeah we, we're going to find out a lot about this because Green Lantern's in this Duke is in this and uh, there's some there's some mention of Hawkman as well yes well so. The whole Dark oh Knight's metal banner right. that, that has been thrown around, right? Well, which is the event that comes after this. Um, you know, the metal they reference Inth, is baby, Inth metal. Yeah. Oh, so when no. they talk about like the forge and right, the so here's the thing: the you know, forge, like, you think about the, casting. the forge, the casting, the right. It, it, it's Inth metal is the is yeah. the catalyst for whatever this event's going to be. And you know what that means? Oh no. More jokes about Hawkman's ruined ass. You got it, baby. Shyar in her maze. Here it comes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, Jen. Who's your citrus ring? <laughs> hey, Brian. Yes. Tell me about Sacred Creatures. Uh, Sacred Creatures. This is going to be a new book by Image. Um, and it is by Klaus Johnson and Pablo uh, Raimondi. Uh, with the art by uh, Pablo Romandi. Uh, this is um, this is interesting. So there's supernatural forces at, at work in the world, and there is a person who is a young college grad and expectant father who um, is kind of like the only one who finds out what's really going on, and he gets thrown into it, and it kind of sounded interesting. Cool. So, uh, yeah, it's a reality. They describe it as realities colliding, and you got to fight back against it. And we'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah, it was an, an, enough to intrigue my interest. We also have in July the return of Kim and Kim. Kim and Kim, love is a battlefield. Yes. Which just the name? Come yeah. on. Yeah, it jumps forward like no, five years from the first Kim and Kim series. Um, to to quote. Magdalene Visaggio on Twitter, and this arc is gay as fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, which she's retweeted like three different times in the course of the last week. Okay. So uh, I guess that's the official marketing tagline now. I'm looking forward to that a lot. I enjoyed the first Kim and Kim. Um, Brian. Yes. Diablo House. Diablo House. Uh, La you know Casa what? del Diablo. I have the best way to describe this. This is supposedly a throwback to classic horror comics, which makes me think of like good, good House of Mystery type stuff. Okay. So not yeah. an adaptation of that movie, Monster House. No, I do not believe so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, so not too far ahead of uh, Halloween, so uh, might be the time that I'll bring this back up and nice. let you know if it's good or not. Cool. Hey, Jen. Yeah. Tell me about Moonstruck, number one. 
Okay, this is a new one from the creator of Lumberjanes, Grace Ellis. <laughs> um, and, and it's about, like, all these supernatural things living in the world as if they're totally and completely normal. Like, this shit just happens. There are werewolves. There are vampires. There are ghouls. Whatever. It's just them living in the world. And I haven't read much Lumberjanes, but what I've read, I, I am actually excited for this one. Cool. cool. Um, and it's got a, a a backup additional story from Kate Leth. So oh. that is, I gotta admit, that's the main reason why I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Girl, no. Come on. <laughs> uh, Brian. Yeah. Tell me about Robotech. Do I remember a TV show from the 90s called Robotech? You do remember the Macross uh, series Robotech. And remember when I said, you know what? Put a pin in this and we're going to come back to that whole nostalgia thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and about how you need to recapture the feeling but not try to recreate the exact product. Yep. This is what I was talking about because Robotech was phenomenal. But these are supposedly all new adventures. From you know that picks up from there, so I'm hoping it's going to be real good, and we'll see what happens. Cool. Uh, what about the Spider-Man Master Plan one shot? Now I suspect this is on your list in part because it answers a question we asked last it week. It does. It does. <laughs> um, real quick, I want to say uh, Robotech is going to be Titan, which probably shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, Titan's putting that out. Um, but my Marvel's putting out Spider-Man, the Master Plan number one, and this answers our question when we said we would look at solicitations. I knew Robbie to, Thompson wrote something. What was Robbie Thompson going to be doing for Marvel? And this is it. Uh, this is going to be a one-shot. Um, and it is... Um, you know what? I, like, i, I got to read this one thing right here. Everything's going perfectly for Peter Parker. He's got some time off and landed tickets to the hottest Broadway show in town. And then it's Spider-Man, so shit goes wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. It doesn't say that part I had it. Such a shame to waste Hamilton tickets. (laughs) Although I guess now, I mean, Hamilton still sells like hotcakes, but now the big thing is Dear Evan Hansen. Which, of course, I always sing in my head as, Dear Evan Hansen, what to say to you? (laughs) Um, Because I can't not Hamilton. I'm sorry. What's next? Uh, Coming from Dark Horse in DC, a trade collection... Of three miniseries from the 90s. One four-part, two two-part. Bringing the mask of Jim Carrey <laughs> fame into contact the with... The alrighty then mask. The Joker. And Lobo. Oh, no, wait. I fucked that up. And Grifter. Oh. Oh. Which is the main reason I'm like, they both wear masks. It's perfect. Oh. Remember that... that, that. Nostalgia How, that, conversation. That Power Rangers Justice League thing that you guys like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this falls in the exact same category for me of no interest. Oh. <laughs> I I just I did not You're care terrible. for the mask. I did not like it. The honest truth is I don't have a great attraction attraction to it either. Like I don't have I like I enjoyed the movie, mm-hmm. but that's I enjoyed the movie in the nineties. I haven't watched it since. Um there's just something though about the it is specifically the grifter thing. Uh, that's the idea okay. of him and the grifter. I love the grifter, yeah, yeah. so that's that's fair. Uh, hey, Jen. Yeah. Tell me about curse words. All right, so 
there are two things from Curse Words coming out. There's Curse Words Volume 1, the the first volume of that. If you haven't been reading it, but you're intrigued at all by it. Hi. Please, please get it. Please get it and talk to me about it. Like, please just, like, message me on some form of social media and talk to me about how awesome this book is. Please. I will. Yeah, I, I, I want to... Shut up. You can talk to me in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, this is one I want to get in trade. This is, I read the yeah. first one. I it's really liked so it. It's so good. It is so good. I love it so much. And but, it's you're talking about it that made me want to get it. Oh, good. Oh. So then, other than that, the second arc starts. So issue six comes out, and I cannot wait to see where the hell this goes. Yeah. I'm so excited. Like, I refuse to read the solicitation, but I, I just know that it's happening. Yeah. That's all you need to know. That's right. All right, uh, Brian. Yes, there is a Dead Man by Kelly Jones complete collection. There is. So Mike and I have mentioned this a couple of times on the show. Uh, this is uh, this is Dead Man Love Affair one and two, Exorcism one and two, and then a bunch of his stuff from Action Comics Weekly. Um, and this was a very um, very interesting, different kind of take on Dead Man, and and oh. it was quite good. So I I want to let people know it's coming out because yeah, you should get it. Who knows? It may be the only thing DC does for Dead Man's 50th anniversary. Mm, could be. Which is... I'm gonna... That is me throwing shade, DC. You're doing it wrong. Give us Dead Man. Give us new Dead Man in this, the year 2017. New good Dead Man. New good, good Dead Man. No want wah I mean, of course I want it to be good. <laughs> okay, Brian, tell me about Deathstroke number 21. Oh, we bring this up because there's a new arc. This is after... The Lazarus contract. Yes, and we've we've actually kind of acknowledged what's happening here a couple of times now on this show. Uh, we have mentioned that something happens to to uh, Deathstroke, and he comes out changed and different. We've mentioned that he gets his own team too. We have mentioned that he gets yeah. his own team, but, and this is this is that kind of debut. Yeah, yeah. we still have so. managed not to share the spoiler from Emerald City Comic Con. There you go, Emerald City Comic Con, or was it the one the week before that? At any rate, C two E. I can't remember. Yeah, one of one of the shows. Yeah. recently, one, um, one of the recent. Anyway, regardless, I'm looking forward to this yeah. arc starting. Yeah. Yep. Um, a one shot from DC, Batman sixty six Legion of Superheroes number one, from the team of All Red and All Red and All Red, <laughs> All Red, All Red, All Red, uh, <laughs> All Red, All Red, All Red. <laughs> uh, I'm the first to admit that I have approximately no working knowledge of Legion of Superheroes. They were in an episode of Justice League, or a couple episodes of Justice League. <laughs> okay. That's it. I know. One of them bounces, and one of them is brand That's bouncing, boy. No, no. That's the Legion of Substitute Heroes, I believe you're referring to. <laughs> I know Bouncing Boy was integral in that episode when Supergirl went to the future and fell in love with Brainiac 9? Uh, 5, I think. 5? Brainiac 5 was Legion. Okay. Yeah. Some future Brainiac. Yeah. And then decides to stay. Vril Dox is, uh, yeah. There you go. Not to be confused with Zaphod Beeblebrox. Well, correct. Because he's got two heads. Yeah. yeah. Which are not better than one, as it would turn out. <laughs> not for him. Um. But I'm very much looking forward to this book, if for no other reason, because not only do I think the All Reds will do well with this, and not only do I love their Batman 66 art, but uh, the idea of Batman 66 specifically and the Legion yeah, seems like a good fit for me. I saw this, and 
like I'm just so I'm just so not into Batman sixty six, but the fact that they're gonna team him up with Legion that that I might have to pick. Yeah. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Tell me about Green Arrow number twenty six. I know you're really excited about this. One. I am excited, and let me tell you, it's the title of the arc that totally hooked me into this one. That's why I want to mention it. Hard traveling hero. Oh yes. What? Uh huh. Hold on. He's taking his show on the road. He is. It is Green Arrow leaving and doing some traveling, and the title of this arc is Hard Traveling Hero. Which, if you know anything about the old Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, like yeah, like literally the classic like, stories. Yeah, my favorite. Okay, uh-huh. so. I got a lot of hope for it. You, you, you best deliver. Oh, no. That's oh, right. no. You can borrow my trades, get caught up. Yeah. It's oh, Benjamin shit. Percy, and Mr. Percy, you best deliver. That's oh, all I'm no. saying. And look, as someone who was lukewarm on this run at its beginning, this is a good, good book. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, okay, Brian, another one from you. Yeah. What you got? Batman Rebirth Deluxe Hardcover. Yeah, so we're into the things I just want to mention because uh, we've talked about them on the show so much. Um, so basically, this is a deluxe hardcover that is everything that is ha- every Batman issue since Rebirth that's come out. Oh. It's yeah. like the first two trades. Right, yeah. A- and Rebirth, right? Which was probably in trade one, I guess. Probably. Yeah. I, I just want to specify that because, like, if we, it's it's going to be I am Gotham and I am right. Suicide. Yeah, it's, it's it's not detectives, not the detective stuff. We've and it's about. not I am Bane. Bane, correct. And it's not the button. Right. And it's not well. Uh, War of jokes and riddles will still be going on in July, but it's the first two trades and one. Correct. It's one to fifteen, cover. and the rebirth is what it is. Yes. Yep. Good stuff. Yes. Hey, Jen. Uh huh. Um, you're going to have to help me on this one. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think we've ever talked about Shut this up. book before. Shut up. Don't be a whore. Um, <laughs> but it's fun. And I always so, put it on my list too. So listen, I think we all have it on our list because it's the best. It's the best. And if you have not started, just stop. Don't listen. Go do. So good. <laughs> if you so don't do good. it in the next two weeks, Jen's going to start militantly spoiling it. I might. Have you finished this I yet, Brian? I fucking might. What are we talking about? You didn't say a title The yet. Lock and Key, Heaven oh, and Earth, God, the yes. Lex hardcover. Okay, this is all of the one-shots. No, I have not read these. That has, like, yeah. I, I've read two. Okay. I haven't read any of these myself. I've read two of them, and they're real, real good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, it's it's a whole bunch of stuff that's happened in the history of, of the Key House. Right. Yeah. It's so good. If you're not reading this, if you're not... If you haven't read any of this, stop being so stupid and go get it now. Yes. I'm not even putting this on my free comic book day rec- recommendations because you just better have already, if you're listening, you better go, have go already before read free some comic of this. Day. Yes, go now. Yeah. Get Which it. Which reminds me, I'll go ahead and mention it here. I was going to mention oh, it at the yeah. end of the show too. We're putting together another uh, list recommending trades you could pick up while you're at your comic shop for free comic book day next yeah, week. Yeah, we have most of our most yeah. of our guests. Yep. Have written stuff, and and one of our one of our listeners actually yep. wrote us a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I think we're gonna have two yeah. listeners. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. The uh, when you listen to this, it's this Saturday, May sixth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your comic shops will have free comics. Uh, there's a Secret Empire and there is. Uh, mm-hmm. Spectacular Spider-Man by Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. Uh, zero issue that's gonna be out there. There are a bunch of things from. 
third-party publishers. The first issue of Wonder Woman is going to be out for free. Uh, but they pay for these books, so when you go, buy something. Buy, yeah, buy yeah. buy something from them. Yep. Like, they, like, like, get the yeah. free stuff, of course, but yeah. also get something. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be getting the second big saga hardcover. Ooh, nice. nice. Yes. I so wish that I hadn't read the seventh volume. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be caught up. <laughs> I want to still be behind. Right. Um. But yeah, so we're, instead of me writing the whole thing this year, we've got everyone else writing. Yeah, yeah. Write one, writing one or two. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Tony sent us three. Oh, okay. yeah. great. Yeah. I said between two to four. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Adam's going to send us one or two. Uh, I think Laurel's going to send us something. Mm-hmm. I need to check with her. One of mine is going to be something I mentioned here in just a couple minutes. Yeah. Mm, how about that? Nice. Mm-hmm. Time travel. Ooh. Um, all right. Next one on my list. And I'll be honest, this book is on my list for one specific reason. It's a book called Centipede. Oh, no. No, not that kind of centipede. It's forever ruined. Um, forever ruined? They It's about the only survivor after this giant centipede monster showed up on Earth and killed everyone. But it is on my list. Good. It is on my list for one specific reason. Okay. It is written by Max Bemis, <laughs> who is not Max Landis. Uh, this is the correct one. Yes. So just to prove, he does write comics, and I'm not totally insane. Well, not about this anyway. Not totally. Oh, God. Uh, so this is the guy from Say Anything. Yes. Just in case anybody was wondering. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh. Uh, uh. Max Land is good, good writer too. Yeah. But, uh, nice. but for the record, for the record, not making shit up, just <laughs> conflating people, uh, um, which is actually illegal. Which on, states on the south. Which, earth you're which, from, which they are the again, same person. Which once again sounds like the centipede for some reason. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> moving on as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, Brian, let's yes. talk about Dick Grayson. <laughs> Dick. Grayson. The, gra- meant- the Grayson okay. Super Spy Omnibus. Yes, I, we've talked about Grayson. Or, as it is perhaps better known, the saga of Jim and Juan. Uh, Jim and Juan. Jim and Juan. I yes. also call it Trimble Trimble. <laughs> uh, also known yeah. as Quiver. We have talked about we've talked Surprisingly about Surprisingly not Green Arrow. Several times on this show. Uh, it, was, it was a really, really good run. Um... And this basically is a hardcover omnibus collection of yeah, that whole is. run. Yeah. So Super if you have not, cover. oh my! Uh, <laughs> if you have not read these yet, if you this don't is know a Dick. great, great <laughs> get to way to get the whole thing and read the whole thing all at once. Take it all. I mean, take what? the whole dick hey, at once. DC actually used "You Don't Know Dick" as the marketing tagline right. for this book when it came out. <laughs> that book has the best. It's butts. true. It, it did. Just, it just has the best butts. It's so good and so sexually driven, but also not at the same time. <laughs> Stay tuned for our companion list. Which books have the best butts for you to buy on Free Comic Book Day? I can oh, do that. If you guys shit, want, I'll do that. You're up. <laughs> um, all right. I've got another one. Yes. This is out of IDW. This is a an oversized one-shot. It's a 50-page crossover between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... And Usagi Yojimbo. Oh, no. Written and drawn by Stan Sakai. 
You're both giving me a look. She looks more excited than you do. Well, you look... that's because I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't care about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were at, I, I just, Brian. I, it's fine. I, I no, it's Brian. It's fine. I never have. Okay, if you tell him to take out have. the recyclables now, I, 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 I just. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Big pause. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone's that's... a little bit racist. <laughs> Avenue Q. These are Avenue Q references. If you don't know Avenue Q, how have you listened to this podcast this long? Um, Now I want to sing the whole thing. I know. Okay. Look, hate crimes or not, it is copyright infringement if we stop and sing the whole thing. It's It's not. We aren't making any money off of it, so technically it's just a parody or cover. Yet. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to this. I think this will be neat. I have no history with Usagi Ujimbo, but this gives me a chance to jump in. Also, rabbits and turtles, huh? On the same day, no. yeah, tortoise and the hare. Uh, if you want, and I'll probably do this just because it's only a few bucks more anyway. Um, since it's a one shot, they're also releasing a hardcover on the exact same day. That's like 75 pages with a bunch of sketches and pinups and oh, nice. Should, all that should, in the should those if it's Teenage Mutant? Should they hard shells? <laughs> Uh, just a half. Ah. Okay, Brian, tell me about another book that we've never, ever mentioned before, (laughs) Wicked and Divine. (laughs) So, uh, another one that, so, uh, this is Tell me about this Wicked and Divine collection that you don't want to have to buy. I don't. Because you want one big book. So here's the deal. This is, uh, this is the hardcover book two, which is going to be, uh, uh, basically the, the next two trades. So it's numbers 12 to 22. Um, and I don't want to buy this because when the whole run is over, I want some super massive giant fucking omnibus, giant omnibus collection of the However. whole thing. But I may be coming back to buy this if they don't let me have one of those. You recognize the reality that these deluxe editions will be out of print by the time the series ends. Right? It, yeah, I'll find yeah. them. I'll okay. Find them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Brian will find them for several hundreds of dollars. Shut up. up. Yes. One way or another, he's going to find them. He's going to get them. Shut up. (laughs) Um, Okay. Moving moving forward in my perpetual hope to find an X-Men book that I adore. Oh. Astonishing X-Men from Charles Soule with a revolving art team. Each issue will have a different artist. Oh, snap. Um... Oh, snap. I mean, you make that face, but how Look, much do you enjoy All Star Batman? I know, I know. I, I, that's why. I, that's why I didn't say. I, you hear, didn't hear me yeah. immediately say I don't like this idea. It's a. It, it makes me hesitant. I, that's fair. I understand. Yeah. That's that. fair, but also Charles Soul. I know um, right, exactly. So yeah, even if enough. the art is not good, the writing is going to be fantastic. You're right. You're and right. here's here's the lineup. And this is he has said this is not an ensemble book. This is a story that's going to have these characters coming in and out of each other's Ooh, okay. spheres of influence. So it's nice. not like we're getting a team together. So in the whole Peter weirdness, please. Yeah. Here's the cast. <laughs> Peter weird. Oh. Mm-hmm. Psylocke. That's what she said. <laughs> Old Man Logan, Bishop, that is Archangel, Phantom X, Rogue, Ooh. and Gambit. Okay, yes. Which means it is basically the roster of Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force yep. that I yeah. love. I'm down with that. Yeah. That's, also, that's... I can't wait to see Charles Soule in Gambit. I can't oh, wait to see him write Gambit. Yeah, it's, it, this is definitely a pick up and see how it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first issue is being drawn by Jim Chung, just for the record. Oh. oh. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. then then I'm issue in. number one is a definite pickup and see how this is. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, hey, Jen. Yeah. Tell me about Time and Vine. All right. Which is four seconds, right? The Time of Vine is... No. No. I mean, it was. Vine is it? over. Okay. It's done. It's over. It's over. So, Twitter killed the Vine star. It, it lasts just about as long as Vine did. <laughs> this is a book mm. that combines everything that is right about my friendship <laughs> with a per- with a certain person. Um, BK, he's talking about you. <laughs> hey, BK. Um, so this is about a woman who 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 finds that when she drinks the the certain the right vintage of wine in the right tasting room, she ends up traveling through time. To when that wine was made. Correct. Right? Yes. Time so, and relative so it, dimension and so brunch. So it spans 200 years um, in in whatever this arc is and whatever this comic is going to be. But I am so excited to, to have a, a comic about wine and time travel. I don't get it, but I'm going to. <laughs> and now you know what you do have to do. What? You have to drink wine when you read this book. I mean... That was a given. Okay. Just, Hello. You know, have just you, want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Have you met me? If yeah. it's not tequila or a dark beer, it's wine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Or bourbon or, or rum. Or, 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 or literally or shrubs yeah. or, you know. just anything with alcohol. <laughs> Please give me booze. I do not have a problem. Fuck you. No, you don't have a problem because you always have booze. That's right. <laughs> that's right. As long as I'm not out, it's not a problem. You are out of bourbon right now, but that's my fault. Oh, that's my damn problem. it, Alex. <laughs> so she's got a small problem. Damn it, Alex. I'm out of your more. bourbon. I forgot to bring more today. Um, <laughs> hey, Brian. Yes. Never mind. It's my turn. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, you're taking it. <laughs> hey, Brian. Fuck off. <laughs> um, the, the sequel to one of my favorite things Ben Dis has done while I've been reading comics. Okay. Um. Spider-Man 2. Ooh. The original Spider-Man event happened when there was still an Ultimate Universe. <laughs> and Peter got pulled over uh, by Mysterio and met Miles. And it ended when Peter came back and Googled Miles Morales on Earth-616 and made an oh shit face. And it ended. Well, now Miles is here, but we're still going to find out who is the 616 Miles Morales. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Should be fun. That sounds cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hey Brian, yeah, help me with this one. Unstoppable Wasp. Now, what's that about? (laughs) Remember when I said there was going to be something I was going to mention in a couple minutes? It's going to be my recommendation for free comic. This is one of them. This is one of mine too. Everyone must, without question, if you did not buy the floppies, you must. By this first trade of Unstoppable Wasp. And hey, if you're at your comic shop and they have the first four issues, five issues, the fifth yeah. one comes out Wednesday, they have the first five issues, you might as well just go ahead and You should, them. because in all honesty, this is one of the best books that has ever come out of Marvel. It if, is just fantastic. If this book gets canceled, I might actually cry. <sighs> yes. Yes. So support it by buying it. You will love this book. You can't not love this character. So no. trade's coming out in in July. Go get it. Do it. Do as you're told, audience. Right. 
<laughs> All right, last one. Jeff Steinberg, Champion of Earth. Yeah, this is another. We've mentioned it several times in the show. The, I cannot wait for this. It trade. was it was a fun fun read, and uh, this is going to be the trade of it coming out in July. So if you didn't do it in floppy form, go get it. Okay. If you didn't do it in floppy form, go get it. There is a pull <laughs> quote for Jeff Steinberg. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Josh Fielko. <laughs> Put it, that on the pull trade. It. Pull it. There it is. That, that too. <laughs> if you didn't do it in floppy, go get it. And pull it. <laughs> Much. I shut him down. Much yes. different from push it. Yes. <laughs> if only it were hard. Um, <laughs> hey, Brian. Yes. You read Quasar number 29. Uh, he oh, did snap. from my long box book report. So um, this was uh, <laughs> uh, this was from 1991. And it was uh, it was something else. <laughs> Tee. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thanks, You're Jen. Welcome. This was uh, <laughs> this was Quasar and Hyperion. And there are about six or eight people. From uh, from the Marvel Universe that have become impregnated. <laughs> They're all males <laughs> because the person that impregnated them was her. I don't know if you guys know anything about Mar, but her is a kind of a cosmic being who came and so- apparently repeatedly. <laughs> oh my! Uh, I mean, you don't have to for that idea- to happen. Actually, yeah. I mean, if you're if you are taking the guy role, you kind of do. Yeah, but not not as a lady. I mean, technically, not you as don't a lady. Have to, but it helps a good deal. Yeah. So one, Chris, it's pretty. Fun. One of one of the people who gets who gets it is Hercules. Yeah. And Gilgamesh, <laughs> and Hercules the whole time is like, somebody just hit me, hit me and knock it off, hit me, hit me. It's awful. It is. He's terrible throughout the entire. He is. It's it's horrible, and this is. Uh, I, I gotta say, Quasar is like the most effeminate Quasar <laughs> I think I've ever. Ashton, like, like, does he go trans later in the series? Cause... No. He just, he's very in touch. <laughs> very okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, is her if any relation to the Powerpuff Girls character? Him? No. No, no but that no, would but be that awesome. would be beautiful. Yes, it would. Hey, IDW. I think IDW has that license. You guys need to talk to Marvel about a crossover. Yeah. So, uh, no, it, it this was just kind of nineties fun romp schlock. Yeah. yeah. It this was, is a uh, fun and goofy book. Uh, there were there was some nice bus in this though. Yeah. Yeah. Could let me tell you her. Her got the ass. <laughs> who, yeah, her who, who wrote and drew this? Oh gosh, this was. I know we established the cover was Greg Capullo. We did. Hang on, I'm gonna tell you right. Did now. he do interiors? Uh, it was uh, Mark Grunewald was the story, and Capullo was the pencils for yeah. the whole cool. thing. Yes, with Harry uh, Candelario as inks on inks. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, her, and then <laughs> and then Moon Dragon shows up in her. Um, don't know if you know her costume from the from the late eighties and nineties. Um, I had a I had, I, think, a, think like I two leather cute, strips that somehow cover the things you shouldn't be showing. I have an acute somehow, awareness to that costume. <laughs> there was but, a uh, but good God, <laughs> science teacher in my junior high school. Oh no, I don't like where this is going. Who once on a school field trip 
said, okay, guys, if you brought swimsuits and want to go swimming, fine. But ladies, none of the, none of those two dots and a dash deals. Huh, okay. And that is what I always think of when I think of costumes like this. this think of me- Lynn Carpenter and two dots and a dash. Imagine, imagine a okay. costume composed of two leather strips that somehow reveal more than if she was this naked. Is, <laughs> this is Borat, but how it should be on a woman. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. My wife. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Pointing at Quasar. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Fun, okay. But a fun, fun read, but but damn. Yeah. Right. It is definitely weird and awkward and stupid. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Although, I gotta say, I was so disappointed because the cover shows him, like, full maternity, nine-month pregnant belly, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the the thing that they're pregnant with, like, is this little pod thing on their back, like, yeah. on the back of their neck. It's like, oh, no, that's no good. Come yeah. on. <laughs> All right, we're flipping. This is going to be really loud. I'm no, gonna call do it, it on first. the carpet. <laughs> or catch it. We call have it a first. different right, table I'm a, I'm today. A, I'm going to catch it. Who, who's what? Who's what? Oh, uh, Alex's head's Jenna's tail. Cool. Heads. <laughs> it's never going to be me again. I tried to impose heads as your right, tails as your left. Did that no, work? you no. said heads as the left, tails as the right. Damn it. You paid attention. <laughs> heads I win, tails you lose. That's how it works. Yes. Heads I win, tails you lose. I like this plan. <laughs> ah. Yeah. That's definitely, it was definitely a weird book. Uh, you know what? It was not unenjoyable. Read. Right. It was not. Um. It's, it's why it's one oh. of the few that I've kept. Alex got another seventies book, didn't he? Oh snap! You? Is it? What is it? He's it's putting headphones on. Here he comes. Here he comes. I told you. I can tell by. I can always tell by the ad on the back. It is Avengers number two twenty one, which has a spread of fifteen Marvel characters. <laughs> And asks, who will the newest members of the Avengers be? I bet they're going to talk it out. Pick two. <laughs> My options are Power Man, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Dazzler, Hawkeye, Rom, Invisible Girl, Daredevil, Ant-Man, Hulk, Doctor Strange, She-Hulk, Black Bolt, Spider-Woman, and the Silver Surfer. I'm going to make an educated guess. Spoiler alert, it's not Spider-Man. I'm going to make an educated guess. It's definitely Dazzler and Rom. (laughs) Dazzler and Rom. Wow, you read all the Avengers in the old days, didn't you? I know. Dazzler and Rom, the greatest of all Avengers. (laughs) The greatest of all Avengers. Hold on. I think there's some Dazzler in that box, so. Oh. That's cool. Get ready. Oh, I've got... I have the original Dazzler graphic novel that introduced her. Are you kidding me? I thought he was mm-hmm. gonna say I have the original Dazzler pantsuit. <laughs> well, I wasn't hey, that I wasn't gonna that, that I wasn't that gonna mention. Suit. Hey okay, Brian thank you. Brian <laughs> no. New Dragon Kind costume in three words. <laughs> yeah, Are you yeah, ready? yeah. Lord as Dazzler. Lord as Dazzler, oh my god. I might have to do that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, I think we're done here. I think that's just about enough of this. Cool. 
Uh, we talked about our free comic book day article. We did. It's coming out. Yep. Free comic book. Uh, gotta, by the time this, this episode drops, I hope to have it up. I'm gonna. If set not, it, the very next day. Yeah, well, like, sometime yeah. on Monday. Right. Um, I'm gonna hopefully just get all of everybody's write-ups tomorrow and put them together and set it to go live at the same time as the okay. episode. I like it. Um, free comic book day is Saturday, May sixth. Mm-hmm. Uh, our theme music is the Spontaneous Oak Reunion by the Fish Who Saved the Planet. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn, or on our website at panelologypodcast.com. You can also send us questions. Do that. We like it when Please you do that. Please do that. Yeah. If you want to tweet questions at us, you can. Yeah. We're at Panelology. Yeah. Um, or any of our individual handles. Yeah, which you can find on panelologypodcast.com. Yeah. Yep. You can also go there to check out Clearing the Backlog or to notcomicsology.com yeah. to check out Clearing yeah. the Backlog. Um, I read books this week. I didn't pull up the list ahead of time, so I'm not going to make you guys wait till I do. <laughs> if you want to know, if you check know, it out. Go check. That's right. Yep. Um, I will say one of them is the second volume of Black Widow, which uh, I have upgraded from, yeah, that, that's probably worth reading to, yes, you must read that book. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yep. Good. You need to read all 12. Good But to know. as a whole, they are just excellent. Because the whole, the whole run was 12? The was whole run's right? 12. Yeah. was written to be one arc in 12 issues. It was done as one arc in 12 nice. issues. It is tight and controlled and beautiful and... Oh, good. Uh, it starts off kind of a slow burn, and once everything is in place, it just takes off. Um, there are a couple of issues in, in the back half of it. One is Natasha is pretending to be a tour guide in the White House to stop a couple of blackroom assassins <laughs> who are going after the vice president. The uh, Another has Natasha on the moon visiting Nick Fury, and I think this is the only time we've seen Nick Fury since, unless, you show, unless he's shown up in the Bucky Barnes book, uh, since he became the Watcher. Okay. Certainly the only time I've seen him since then, because I didn't read Winter Soldier. So, it's a fun book. Anyone else have anything? I think that's it. No. All right. I am now, as always, Alex. I'm Jenna. And I am Brian. See you next week. Bye. Bye.